Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week I am joined by Alex Roberts for a playthrough of her new game, Our Time on Earth. Our Time on Earth is a two-player pervasive LARP set over six days, six weeks, or six months, designed for two people to play over text message with a faraway friend as you play aliens visiting Earth for a limited amount of time who are not totally prepared for the wonder and strangeness that is the planet Earth. You send each other messages over the course of your six-day or six-week or six-month period. Uh, Alex and I played in real time over six days. You send each other real-time messages, you... you keep each other informed about what you're discovering, the things that excite you, that disappoint you, that surprise you, the the wonders that you are finding on this earth. Uh, And it is such a wonderful, cute, fun game that I had the absolute time of my life playing it. I was completely and utterly tickled and taken aback, and I'll talk, I'll gush more about it in a debrief. We have a, a debrief session at the end of the episode that I think you'll really enjoy. It was... What a fun and wonderful game. I think you'll really love it. You can find more information about our time on Earth at helloalexroberts.itch.io or in the show notes. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we have a debrief at the very end where I sit down with Alex. For the rest of the episode, we actually recorded this game in real time, sending each other uh, voice messages back and forth over the course of a week. So uh, I've got 12 voicemails for us to listen to. And then Alex and I will chat about the game. So with that said, let me go ahead and pull up my voicemail. Here we go. Voicemail. Let's see. Passcode. Passcode 3446664. Welcome, Jeff. You have 12 messages. There we go. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and hit play. Enjoy, everybody. Hello, my friend. I... I hope you're having fun. I hope your time on Earth is as eventful and enjoyable as mine. I wanted to send you a message because I've been thinking about something. I've been experiencing something that I think is absolutely amazing. Do you know what's incredible about being on Earth? Is the food. I mean, the food on the whole is astounding. The sheer variety of the the incredible variety of outcomes that are pulled from an ultimately finite variety of flavors and textures. It seems to create an infinite variety of things, but that's not... I want to appreciate the enormity of that, but that's not why I want to message you today. Because I was thinking about this. Do you know what's amazing? Is humans' propensity for making food that tastes like other food. It's astounding. It's, I had bourbon barbecue potato chips. A potato is, you've probably run into them. They're probably, they're pretty common from what I can tell, but it's a potato that has been sliced and then they put a sauce on it to make it taste like not just barbecue. Barbecue chips are one of the common flavors of chip, but of like a bourbon infused barbecue meat dish. It's delicious. And And I feel like I'm at a barbecue restaurant eating barbecue meat. And I could just eat barbecue meat. Honestly, there's so many varieties of barbecue meat on its own that I could eat a separate variety of barbecue meat every meal for the remainder of my time on Earth. And I would be happy. I'd love it. And yet, someone, somewhere, was looking at a potato and said, I want this 
to taste like barbecue meat. Not to be barbecue meat, but to taste like it. What an astounding piece of purely lateral thinking. To take a piece of food and look at it and go, I enjoy this food. I enjoy this other food. What if I made this food taste like this other food? It will not, I'm not going to think I'm eating the other food, but I will taste it when I eat this thing. And then to go out and to do it and to succeed at it is such an astounding feat of clarity and, and precision. And it's just, I don't, it's amazing. It is something that is so wonderfully unique that it's, I, you got to try these bourbon barbecue chips. They're very good. They're very good. Also, bourbon is good and barbecue is good and potatoes are good. It's like, it's just very, it's a lot of exciting things are happening. Really, honestly, truly, like a lot of very interesting things are happening. I hope that I hope that you're finding some really amazing things uh, in your time, because frankly, here where I'm at on Earth, this is uh, astounding. These, th this is the type of thing that I have come to this planet for is to experience things that taste like other things. It's not like anything else in the galaxy. All right. You have a great rest of your time on Earth, and I will talk to you again very soon. Hey, buddy. It was good to hear from you today. Um, and also, I, I'm really, really glad that you messaged me about food because I was also thinking about food and I was like, I gotta, yeah, I wanted to send you a message and talk to you about food because like, like you were saying, humans are really, really into food in all kinds of ways that has like nothing to do with nutrition. Some of them are really into nutrition, um, but I, I don't, I don't think it's the first thing they think about when they think about food. And what I found out that's really amazing is that sometimes they make food for each other. And it's not just about like, I don't know, there, there's a social survival thing, right? Like they all kind of depend on each other and they do these things that kind of ensure the survival and thriving of everyone, you know, and mutuality and everything. I don't know. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. I might have a slightly romanticized view. <laughs> I still feel very much like a tourist. Um, but when they're, when they're making food for each other, I've seen it as like, I don't know, they're expressing something. They're expressing love sometimes. At the humans that I'm staying with, yeah, like if I'm not feeling great or if I seem tired, sometimes they'll just like, give me food, sometimes very elaborately prepared. And when I give them food, even if I was just making food anyway, and there's like a little bit left over and I say that they can have some, they enjoy it. But there's something else going on there. It's really, it kind of feels like an act of love or like how they express love. And I know it's not always like that, but it can be. And so it just makes me think about like, how do you know? How do you know when someone is expressing love through some food that they prepared and gave to you? And how do you know, like, what's different about the food that it says that? What's in it that gives you the difference? It, it doesn't seem to be a different seasoning that they add. It's just something understood. Anyway, that's something that just completely blew my mind today. Um, 
that it happens and that it exists and that they do it and that I can experience it. Like that I can know and experience an exchange of love that doesn't take place with words or like a shared understanding or, or even a physical affection, which they're very fond of sometimes, but through food, which is something they have to do anyway. They have to eat. I'm pretty sure they have to eat, but there's more to it. Anyway, that totally amazed me today. Um, so I just had to tell you about it. I, yeah, looking forward to hearing back from you whenever. Hello, my friend. Uh, thank you for your message yesterday. I really enjoyed hearing from you. I really gave me a lot to think about and it really brightened my day. And honestly, like food, just, I, I really honestly feel like of all the things on this earth, food is probably one of my favorite. And it's, it's really, it's something amazing, to be honest. Like, there's no other way to put it. It's really special. Um, I wanted to reach out to you, though, because I wanted to ask you a question. I, I wondered if you'd noticed this. I was thinking about it, and I was I was looking at it, and I realized I'm very confused about traffic lights. Not the actual mechanics of it, though I will say that if you stand next to an old traffic light, like the machine kind, and you listen to it, you can actually hear like the clicking of the gears, you can hear the pieces clicking and ticking and falling into place, and it's really kind of like perfect and beautiful, and it really like, it's remarkably soothing in a way that like... I, I wonder if people notice. I wonder if you've noticed. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed? There's there's this sort of wonderful metronomic quality to the world, to Earth, to the machines, to the artifice of it all that is strangely ocean-like and strangely beautiful. And I, I, I hope that you take a moment to appreciate that today because it's quite, it's quite wonderful. But it's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the universality of green means go, red means stop. And yellow means caution. It it, it is confusing me. It is confusing to me. How we took, or humans took, this guideline, this this really kind of rigid guideline for the operating motor vehicles. And it it seems to inform everything. You know, like, I was was looking at part of my, part of my, uh, Part of my stay here has been has been being a part of – I joined up in a temp position in an office. So, and part of my office work was looking at a spreadsheet. And on that spreadsheet, there were columns for good, bad, and middle. And they were green and yellow and red. And, like, it's very odd to me because, like, someone had to decide that. Someone had to sit down and say, these are the guidelines for handling a car. And then other people had to say, well – We've been told that these are the guidelines to operating a car. We should just commit that to memory because there's no indication on the actual light. But then people had to say, okay, well, then we should just apply the car drive light terminology to everything. And that is remarkably strange to me. That that process of like we simply have agreed on the terminology and now we are doing something amazing with it is like a uniquely is very how does that happen how does how does that how does an idea take hold because like that seems to be something that that like it it it, it mystifies me this idea of like someone makes a conscious decision once and then through virtue of it being passed from person to person it simply persists kind of forever 
And it takes on these forms that are like vastly different, yet they all kind of trace back to these things. Honestly, traffic lights might not even be the start of it, but that's just where my mind went because I saw a traffic light. It's very odd to me. Does this make any sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's very, I don't know. I'm very confused by how it operates. And I guess I'm just primarily confused about, like, the human capacity for taking an idea and saying, I'm going to apply this idea in all of the places. And I'm going to pass it along to people and make these ideas into these sort of mimetic viruses that, like, transcend generations. It is kind of overwhelming to think about and very, I don't understand how it works. But I've seen it work. And I guess it ties back into the food thing. I guess it ties back into food that is like other food. It is saying, I like this. Let me put it in these other places. And I just, I don't know. I don't understand how that works. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. I hope your time on Earth is good. I hope you're finding activities like my uh, like my temp job that are entertaining you. But um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you soon. Hope you're having a great time. Good morning, friend. It was nice to hear from you last night. I'm, uh... Just enjoying my breakfast. Um, I'm drinking tea like I do every morning. Um, and I just, I went ahead and put some lavender in it. Like lavender that just grows outside. You can take it inside and you can put it, just throw it directly in the tea. They can't stop you. The humans won't say anything. You can do that. Um, and now it, it smells and, and it tastes a little bit like lavender. But it's also still tea. I really... I'm having a good time with it. Um, you talked about color, and I have to share with you something that I learned from a human really recently. Um, she, basically her whole like role in society is to help humans move better. So if they get injured and so on, they don't just fix the injury. You have to like get back to moving again. Um, and so she helps the humans move their limbs, but also not too much because that's usually how those limbs get injured. It's a very complicated, very um, technical field that she's in. But um, she was telling me that humans did all this research into like pain and their subjective reported experiences of pain under different conditions, which is a terrifying concept. But um, apparently people will report that something hurts if they are looking at a red light when they touch it. Even if it doesn't, um, and even if it's, you know, like a one out of 10 pain, they'll report it as like a three out of 10 pain or something, if it has the red light and not a blue or green light. So this color stuff goes really, really, really deep. And, you know, the first thing I thought was, well, that makes sense. I mean, because uh, human blood, I believe, is red. So maybe they think it's blood, but they obviously don't. And the other thing is, you know, the the rhododendrons at the end of the, my street are are bright, bright, deep red. And I don't think humans get scared of them at all. They seem to really like them. I like them. And a while ago, we had this bird in the backyard, um, a cardinal, that was bright, bright red. And they went nuts for it. They loved it. And I mean, you know, look at a New Year's celebration or, or red lipstick. I don't know. It's a really, really hard and confusing and strange to know what a human's going to react to something before it happens. There's certain things you can predict, but a lot of it, I don't know. 
it's getting filtered through all kinds of things we can't even see. So um, it's baffling, but it's still very interesting. Anyway, I hope you're doing well, and I look forward to hearing from you again. Hello, my friend. It was lovely to hear from you. Uh, and honestly, thank you for your message, because it was frankly mind-blowing. I, I did not know any of that. That is a wonder. Thank you for sharing that that human perspective, because that is absolutely fascinating, and I'm going to be sitting with it for a very long time. I'm I'm in awe. I, the, the wonders of this planet never cease to amaze me. I... Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm... I was thinking this through. I was going through my day. I was working at my office job. And there was a moment that I noticed. It expe- I experienced it. And then a co-worker experienced it. Where we received a piece of good news from our boss. And she shared this good news. And at the time, we all went, oh, great. And we were very short with it. But then later, I was talking with a coworker, and we talked about this piece of very good news. And we talked about how wonderful it was and how it would impact our lives and like how excited we were to, to have this good news and what it meant. And I guess it hit me, like, why didn't... I guess it hit me, why didn't my coworker share that news earlier? Why... If she felt that way, and I felt that way, which raises the question of why I didn't speak up, why didn't either of us speak up? I guess that's... I don't know. That seems to be a thing among humans, is this desire, or this need, or this instinct to push things down, and to not express the way that they're truly feeling and to to say like to not maybe it's not to be the only one that that feels a way or maybe it's that they they don't want to be the first person to speak up about something but i've noticed in several of my conversations with humans that if that something will go unsaid but then when someone else says it it becomes the common sentiment and that is understandable but also kind of sad and and it's i guess it's upsetting that i fell into that it's upsetting that i found myself swept up in that you know there are many wonderful things about being on this planet around these people but this is one that i didn't love so much i i i wish that we could share these joys and these disappointments together more easily because i think i think that that's i mean sharing joys with people is part of what makes things so special that's what's making this earth vacation so special is sharing these messages with you and i just wish that people humans the humans that i'm interacting with I wish that they could share in that more. And I, I wish I shared in that more. Because I think... I think we are in this together. And I think that... I mean, well... I mean, I'm here for a week, so I'm not... I can't be all rah-rah, we're here together. But I... It, it feels like we're missing out on something. By not sharing these things. 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Uh, it's late and I'm tired, so I'm going to head to bed. Um, I hope that uh, your vacation is continuing to go well. Um, I look forward to hearing from you soon. Hey, buddy. Thanks for your message. I hope you had a good day. I'm, I'm coming to the end of my day, and I was just thinking about things that it seems like a lot of humans need permission for, but and often can't ask for permission for. And I don't mean just to do something unpleasant or... Like, a lot of it really is positive. They have these special days for feeling good. <laughs> like, we'll do all our celebration on this day. We'll do our good feeling in this particular season. You know, or they put their happiness on hold, like... When it's summertime, then then I'll feel good and I'll be glad. It's it's like they, they want to feel happy or celebrate things or be glad or be grateful, but only if it's okay with everyone else. And I, I, I understand it, especially in some situations, but for the most part, it just seems like such a waste. You know, someone said to me today, we were working on a project and, and they, they were saying something like, uh, you know, I have this idea, but we, we don't have to use it. I, I, you know, and I just, yeah, just put it out there. Tell me your cool idea. You come up with an idea. Do you have any idea how few species can verbalize a concept? It's amazing that you're doing that. I just want to celebrate it. Yeah. Ce celebration. They need permission to celebrate. I remember Talking to someone, this human, a few weeks ago, and I did the um, hello, how are you greeting that they really like. And, uh, and and she said, I'm actually, I'm doing good. And it was, it was like this little conspiratorial, hesitant thing. Like, is it okay that I'm, that I'm feeling this and that I'm telling you this? And yeah, it's a little heartbreaking sometimes because I know that sometimes they really regret not saying how they feel or not saying that they loved someone or something, and I'm not sure what's stopping them. Yeah, a melancholy thought for today. Um, but I look forward to hearing from you again soon. I'll send you another message, hopefully tomorrow morning. Hope you're doing okay. Bye. And uh, thank you so much for the message yesterday. I, I was kind of also in a bit of a melancholy mood and it was really nice to like hear somebody else kind of in that space you know what i mean like does that make sense i i don't know anyway i was i was i wanted to send you a message because i i there's something that i really wanted to share with someone and you were the first person that came to mind so i just you know what hit me you know what something that really like caught me today and really like just like hooked into my mind today is human laughter it's amazing. It is, I, I, it hit me today because I heard several different laughs through several different contexts. And that's kind of what hit me is that like, it's this one very specific human response to things. And yet you might laugh when you're happy. Obviously you might laugh when you're surprised. You might laugh when you're tickled, but also you could laugh when you're nervous Someone might laugh when they're angry or frustrated. There are people that laugh when they're sad. 
And it's the same reaction, but in so many different contexts. And and yet, and the really interesting thing is the same person could have that same reaction in all of those different contexts. And yet, if you watch them and you hear their laugh, you'd tell the difference. It, you would be able to say, oh, that person's nervous. That's a nervous chuckle. Oh, that person's having a great time. That's a really deep belly laugh. Like, this very specific human reaction that, like, conveys so many emotions, is caused by so many different things. It just, it's so profoundly enormous when you really stop and think about it for something so simple, such a simple physical response. And it's the fact that, like, it's so tied to your experiences and who you are and how you interpret things. It just, it's just, it's amazing. I don't know. It's it's such a a breathtaking concept. You know what I mean? It just, it really took me back today. And I don't know. I just kind of needed to share it with someone. So thank you for, thank you for listening to this. Cause I, I really, I just needed to put it into words, I guess. Cause I've been, I'd, I'd been hearing laughter and the enormity of it kind of hit me for a moment. So thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, the messages. I hope to hear from you soon. I hope you're having a great time and uh, I'll talk to you again real soon. Hello, friend. Uh, what a wonderful message. I, um, I'm feeling in a great mood today. I also had some very positive and laughter-filled interactions with humans um, just today. And I was thinking about how uh, humans have different laughs for different situations, but they're also unique to the person. I was interacting with a human who just, when he was really amused, would just give one big laughter, like one big ha. I, I can't do it, but I just thought, that's so him. And it is really nice to hear. I think actually, though, something something weird about being on this planet is that it's really, really easy to just pay attention to humans all the time. Um, they kind of, they can take up a lot of space. Um, and something that seems to be helping me interact with them in a more fun way, and for me to just enjoy and appreciate them a lot more, is to spend some time not paying attention to them, like like paying attention to other things, enjoying the other things on this planet that are beautiful and fascinating and inscrutable um, and glorious in their own way. I was just outside the back of this house where I'm staying earlier today, and I was just out there for about 10 minutes, but I saw I saw these plants with big round leaves and these tall, 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 tall stems with tiny little yellow blossoms just at the very top. And there's a fig tree out there and it has these amazing leaves that are so unique and little fruits that are, aren't quite ready to be eaten yet, but they're, they're full of promise and they're just these weird little green blobs right now. And I saw the tiniest little lizard. I, I don't know what kind. I'll try to send you, I, I took a video, I'll try to send it to you. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I couldn't identify this lizard. It just kind of squiggled up from underneath the fence and squiggled around for a little while and then went back down into the grass. And, you know, that lizard has a lot of stuff going on. It, it speaks its own 
language in a way. It has its own dance. There are things I could do to understand or misunderstand or um, interpret and engage with that lizard. But it just felt so nice to just look at it and get excited. This tiny little living thing. A wonder of this planet. I mean, that's why I'm here is to appreciate the wonder of this planet. And every single human is is that too. They're also a wonder. They're also this marvel. Um, But I think taking a break helps me remember that and see them as that. Anyway, it's a thought I'm having about some beautiful things I saw earlier today. Hope you're doing well, and I'll talk to you again later. Hi, buddy. Um, it's great to hear from you. I I I, just, I wanted to send you a quick message because I, I had a I had a great day today. I I I went grocery shopping. I did grocery shopping today, and it was it was great. It was good. Uh, grocery shopping is something that I've never I've never really understood before. I I guess that's weird to say. I've watched the footage from Earth and. It just has always seemed very stressful. It's always seemed very um, – I've never really understood it as an activity before. I've never really understood – it to me has always been you know, a means to an end. It has always been I, I need something. I have to go get it. And, and my thought process has always sort of reflected in why wouldn't you try to do that in as few steps and in as little time as possible. But I, I went grocery shopping today, and I, I didn't – I didn't feel that. It was actually really just, I was walking around, I was looking at foods, I was comparing things, I, I, I was thinking about, you know, what I would make with the things, you know, and, and or what I with the people that I live with would make with the dishes or with the ingredients that I was purchasing. And I was having, I was being very satisfied about that. And I was, you know, comparing prices and saying, oh, this one's actually cheaper than the other. I'm going to get this cheaper option. And I just really, it, I, it, it's never been something that I've clicked with before. And it clicked today. And I was really excited about that. And I don't know. I just, I really wanted to share that with someone. And you were the first person that came to mind. So uh, I, I hope that you enjoy that. It just, there was something very, emotional and and connective about it, you know, like I was thinking through, you know, what meals can I share with the people that I am staying with as I was picking things, and I was thinking through what dishes can be prepared with this, and and it was very communal, this this experience of like picking things and going, is this the right thing? Oh, we need a different size, so I'll go and get a different size dish, and it just was very cathartic. I don't know. It was very enjoyable, and I've never... I've never connected with it before, and so I, I'm happy. I'm. This is yet another reason that I am happy to be on this planet, and happy to be visiting, and happy to be taking in all of this wonderful Earth culture. It, it it's made me appreciate a lot of things, frankly. Um, so yeah, thanks, Sarah. I hope that I hope that you enjoy this message. I hope the hope to hear from you soon. Hope you're having a great time. I'm, I am having a great time, and I hope to talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, Good to hear from you. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing about your grocery adventures. Something I learned from actually a couple different humans independently told me to to make sure that you have a list when you go grocery shopping. Um, They also say don't go when you're hungry, like get food when you're not hungry, which is a bit wild. But um, the nice thing about having a list when you go grocery shopping is that then when you get something that isn't on the list, it feels extra good. It feels really special and forbidden. It's um, 
uh, humans are into this thing, I think it's called like the thrill of transgression, where you make a rule and then you don't follow it. It, I, I know it doesn't sound like anything, but it's really, really good. Um, I also, you know, just talking about sharing and connecting, I really, really get meals. Like there's a lot of different ways that you could like, I mean, I've talked about food and nutrition and stuff before, but, um, meals, like shared communal things. I, uh, really, really indulged myself today and I went for what's called a massage, um, that's permitted in this region now. Um, and yeah, massage is this thing where like a very expert person, uh, kind of pokes and prods you very intensely, but it's very good. Um, yeah. Uh, but I came home from that experience, came back to this place where I'm staying and these humans that I'm staying with were eating tacos and they said, do you want some tacos? And I had already had dinner. I wasn't especially hungry, but it was so good. It was so nice. Just waltz in the house, sit down, eat some tacos. Um, with other people. I really, really think if I had had that exact same taco and all those same ingredients just on my own, I would not have enjoyed it so much. And, um, and they would not have enjoyed theirs as much if I wasn't there also. Um, food is actually tastier when it's connected with other people somehow. And there's a sharing component or a collaborative component. Um, and it just makes so many things make so much more sense. Like, of course, it. there's less of it if you're sharing it with other people. I think in a certain sense, maybe, or it's harder, there's more labor, or it's less efficient, and you have less control, right? You can't just grab something and eat it. I mean, there's a time for that. But yeah, when you share it with other people, it's much, 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 much better. Anyway, it was nice to realize that and see that. Anyway, I will talk to you later. It's good hearing from you. Farewell. Hey, buddy. Um, just wanted to quick, send you a quick check-in. Um, uh, just to let you know, make sure you're good. Make sure you know the transport vessel's leaving in a couple hours. So I wanted to just uh, check in, make sure you're doing good. I also just wanted to, like, you know, check in and see how you're doing. Um, I guess partially because I'm feeling a little bit of a way about... Uh, about leaving. I don't know that I'm quite ready to quite ready to walk away yet. I'm 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 going to spend some time today really sitting back and and closing my eyes and just focusing on the the noise of it all. It's it's very noisy here. And I like that. I love it. I I'm I'm going to I'm going to miss it a lot. Like right now there's like construction noises happening outside of the building that I'm staying in and there are some birds chirping outside of the window. I hear like a train whistle. There's a, some, there are train tracks, which are, you know, ground-based transportation that's different than the other ground-based transportation. It's a lot. There are train tracks and I hear the train whistle and I hear sort of this very low-grade hum of like airplane engines overhead and it's just very nice. There's 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 a hum to it all that is sort of cradling is how I would describe it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that noise. You know the thing about 
So much of space is it's a vacuum. It's a, it's endless. It is infinite. There's no noise to it all. And I'm done. I, I, I quite like that. I quite like that there's a soundtrack to it all here. I quite like that there's an endless series of noise to it all. And I'm going to miss that a lot. So I'm going to spend some time trying to just focus on that today, I think. And then I'm going to... Hopefully I don't get distracted and miss the transport vessel. That would be bad, but I I think it'll be fine. Um, um, Yeah, I hope you're doing okay. I I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Let me know. And I will see you on the vessel tonight. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about your trip. It sounds like it was a great time. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Hey, buddy. Last day on Earth, and I've been thinking about what I'm going to miss most. Um, which is funny because I think, like with any vacation, I've totally had those moments of like, man, I'm done. Get me off of this rock. I don't know if it's homesickness or something else, but I mean, I have felt that way briefly, you know, here and there, but it's really, really dwarfed by the things that I love and the things I'm going to miss. And I've been thinking about bird song, actually, specifically. I mean, you talked about just the hum of this planet and the noise of it and the little glimpses that you get of things, you know, through sounds. And um, so I've been thinking about bird song a lot. And I keep thinking, is that what I'm going to miss most? And every time I, I hear a little bit, I think, yeah, it's that, it's that. And I and I think, you know, following up on things I've said earlier, like, humans are just one species on this planet. They haven't even been here that long. I mean, geologically speaking, you know, they, they take up a lot of space, but it's not, it's not all about them. But I think I'm trying to convince myself of that because when I think about birdsong and mountains, I'm going to miss mountains very, very, very much. And trees and flowers, flowers especially. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm being totally honest with myself. I'm really, really going to miss humans. I love them so much. They screw up so bad all the time. And I just keep loving them more and more. So, it'll be good to see you. It'll be good to go back home, I guess. But, yeah, they're pretty special. Yeah, I'm going to miss them a lot. See you soon, buddy. Bye. End of new messages. And there you have it. That is our time on Earth. What a wonderful game. I loved it. But we're not done yet, because I have to throw it over to me in the past so that he can sit down with Alex for a brief debrief Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, obviously, I am sitting down with Alex Roberts. Alex, thank you. Thank you for playing this game and for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me again. Um, it's it's just good to chat with you. I know. I'm really. I'm honestly very. I'm more like the game was fun. I don't mean to diminish the quality of the game, but also just like sitting down and catching up. I think I'm very. Is, is something I'm specifically very excited about. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, let's. I'm. I'm very interested to listen to our recordings again, because it has taken place in very small amounts of time over many, many days. Um, And so I'm like, what did I even say on the first day? Uh, Yeah, right? 
so let's let's talk through. I feel like yeah, let's let's talk through what we talked about and the the process and how we felt and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, sounds good. So we've been recording now for I think a week and a half, something like that. Yeah, and um, it was great. It was honestly like something that I really looked forward to throughout the day. I was like, oh, this is it. This is the voicemail for the day, and like I loved that. That was just really, made me really happy. Me too. Me too. And I also, I enjoyed hearing certain things in your messages and then kind of noticing that. And Mm -hmm. that would sort of, that would sort of um, tint my perception of the day um, and maybe think, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, you know what? And and I have a thought on that. I'm going to send that back. I I did. I noticed that really, I noticed that particularly, there were a few recordings where I really specifically noticed that where um, the first two that we did when I talked about food and then you kind of sent back, you were like, also, there's another thing about food that I was like, this is immediately I'm in, like, I'm 110% in. This is great. This rules. Um, should we, should we talk about the the game? Yes. I was actually, one of the things I was really nervous about on the first, because I, I sent the first, uh, message and I was, I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I feel so. I felt very it, that first one. I felt very vulnerable. That I sort of fell mm-hmm. very quickly into a very comfortable rhythm of it. But like that first one, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's really funny. I really, um, whenever I'm running a game that I made, I really try to not um, go first in any, mm-hmm. like in any way. Like I really, really don't want. Like I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to lead the experience. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like you, I kind of want the game to elicit whatever behavior it's, yeah. it's going to elicit. And I then exactly I don't want to model things too carefully. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. Like I obviously want you to act a certain way, which is why I wrote a role playing game, but I don't want it to, I, yeah, I don't want my co- contribution to the game to be like, to override anything in the game itself. And people to say, Oh, Alex answered a question this way. She's the game designer. So we have to answer them that way. Like mm-hmm. I'm so much happier to be, surprised by players so i was very very happy that you sent the first message uh it's it's funny just a a brief game design aside is i super know that feel when i was making mission accomplished Mm -hmm. it was something that i really struggled with is because i I had written it and i realized like the hardest part of actually writing that book was figuring out like how do i write be funny in the way like how do i write be funny in the way that i wrote this game for to like specifically to appeal to my sense of humor while running it i was like i don't know how to just write like may do this because jeff thinks it's funny like I, so i understand yes, that feeling yes. of like how do you do how do you do that without just being like this is what you're supposed to do Yes, because social learning is so powerful mm-hmm. and like modeling is so powerful. It's such a good way for people to learn behaviors is just to like mimic the behaviors that they see around mm-hmm. them. So it's really tempting when you're playtesting to just do that, but then you don't know if your text is strong enough, right? Yeah. Like people need to be able to look at your text without you in the room and and to like, you know, to do whatever it is the game's trying to get them to do. And so it's like, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it feels like cheating a little bit. It does. Like, it really does. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, if I if I just do it, people can just do it. That's that's easy. I really, really want to make sure that the game itself actually brings out the stuff I'm looking for, even though it's way harder to do. It's way harder yeah. to describe behaviors textually yep. and then have them uh, and then, yeah, to have people base on that. Um, yeah, I, we are. Yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> and I really loved like what made me super, super happy, like 
what cl- when it really like I think clicked. There was two points when it really clicked for me, which was like. And I was I was feeling that that pressure of like I don't know what to say like I don't know how to lead off and then I like literally did Jen brought home from like the corner store a literal bag of of bourbon barbecue flavored potato chips and I just we we were both <laughs> trying them and I was like it's 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 mm-hmm. utterly fascinating that they like they captured in this flavor the burn of bourbon and I was like there it is. There's the first prompt. I was like, because this is such a, an odd experience that, like, I'm eating a thing that tastes not just like barbecue, but, like, someone has barbecued with bourbon. Yes, yes. And and that is the moment of feeling like an alien yep. is when you are reflecting on your experience and you're in it and you're present to it and you're enjoying it. And there's some part of you that says this ordinary thing is bonkers. It's bonkers. This is wild. And um, I... I it's totally bananas. And I can tell you when I heard your message, I didn't think, oh, Jeff is using the example of this potato chip theoretically. It was very clear that you'd been eating such such a potato okay, chip good. that very day. <laughs> good. Because it literally was like, as I was reporting, I was like, I'm going to eat some potato chips after this. I was like, I'm going to finish that bag. It's going to be great. <laughs> it, it made me want potato chips also, actually. Uh, uh, they, or barbecue, I guess. They were uh, either one. You can were both at the same time. That's the magic of food that tastes like other food. <laughs> and then the, the other moment when it really clicked to your point about like social learning was hearing your first message about like hearing you describe the way that people cook for each other. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. And that just like my engine was go- I was ready. I was like, OK, this is going to be an amazing game. Oh, that's so great to hear. I'm really, really glad. And that was that was also just like pulled from just an experience, and 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 for me personally, like a very everyday, mundane experience. Um, but yeah, but putting that little lens on it and putting that like um, adding a little bit of awe, I guess, to yeah. like really ordinary things, which I think is always gratifying. Or yeah, and that's that I was know, what helpful. really like. That was what I loved most about the game was like I we were only playing it in these tiny little bits but like as I was going through the day like there there were probably a dozen or more moments that like I was like yep this is huh huh really <laughs> yeah yeah you're 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 um you're speaking for you know 2 3 minutes a day but you're you're really playing all day yeah and uh and the thing about the way that we played is because because other people need to listen to it and it was for a podcast, I would actually have to like go to my computer and like open it up and get my good microphone and everything. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if you and I were just playing this for fun and not recording it or anything, I really wonder about how that would have changed what we would have thought of and how often we would have sent messages and stuff. I probably would have messaged a lot more and probably, I I don't know, I feel like I probably would have floated towards a text-based medium and then just like done a ton more like little things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if if even recordings, like if recordings didn't have to be used for anything, then, you know, it's very easy to just like, hold, you know, hold my phone up to my face yeah. and, you know, and just record for a little bit or whatever. So, yeah. But, but this was nice, too, because I tended to record at the end of the day. And so I would kind of notice things throughout the day and think, oh, that's my thing. I'm going to I'm going to use that later. But then I would record in the evening when it was kind of like a nice mm-hmm. reflective thing like 
not only what do I notice, but what did I notice that was, felt significant enough that I can remember it right now or that yeah. I held on to it? Yeah. yeah. And I, it, the, the process of, I, the thing I, 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 the thing that I loved specifically about recording them was like feeling, I was like, because it took that little bit of like effort to like get my microphone set up, like close myself mm-hmm. in the bedroom, like get into a recording space. I definitely felt like that influenced like how I, the messages that I gave, Mm. but I feel like in a good way, like I definitely was a little more elegiac or elegaic Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. I was a little more long winded of like, this is, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. And like bouncing ideas around. Whereas I think if I were doing it just to do it, it might be a lot more quick hits of like, this is weird. Yes. That is weird. And 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 my experience with playtesting this game too is that that is usually a big chunk of the gameplay is just people sending each other like pictures or messages or whatever, being like, "Yo, what's up with this thing?" And you know, and just some some everyday Earth thing, mm-hmm. um, like why is this you know why does this tree look like this um, or whatever or why are these people doing this weird thing? Um, and then you you get few and far between like these longer sort of more reflective yeah. things, yeah. It was, it was, it was, and it, it was a real thing that like, I genuinely did just look and, 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 you know, that's, that's the really nice space of like story and play and mm. like playing with someone is like, I really looked forward to your messages so much part, like both because I was like, I really want to hear what Alex is going to like, what experience I'm going to get to like experience today. But also cause I was like, I get to check in with my friend Alex today. I get to find out what, like, get to find out what Alex was up to today. Yes. Yes. And that is, um. That's something that I really love is that it really gives people an excuse to stay in touch. Yeah. Um, like sometimes you're like, oh, I kind of want to message this person. I haven't messaged them in forever. I don't know. But um, I think when you're talking, when you have this like alibi of a game, you can kind of mm-hmm. just, you can talk about really mundane things. And it's nice because it's just, they're your friend and, and they're cool and you like hearing from them. And like, yeah, I would look forward to your messages uh, Partially because they would tend to be really funny. Like you listen to your first message and it's like 50% like, uh, you know, alien in a bit of a honeymoon phase with this new world that they're visiting and about 50% stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Like it's got this very like observational humor thing going on, but tempered in this in this kind of like poetic gratitude. <laughs> so, I- and, and I know that playing it with anyone else would be completely different. Oh yeah, it's it's entirely... And uh, exactly very similarly, like all like a lot of the interactions that I've had with you, you know, a lot of our mm-hmm. like what I like about you as a friend is like, you know, we'll talk and, and there will be times where, you know, you'll just say something that I think like I find very thoughtful and I'll hear. And then the recordings, there were definitely this. I was listening to was like there. That's, you know, that's that's Alex playing an alien. But that's Alex. Like, there it is right there. That's <laughs> that's why I that's why I like Alex, like right there in that moment. Oh, good. I'm so glad I really um I don't give players a lot of guidance on who they are as aliens, right? We didn't pick character names. We established literally nothing about the alien homeworlds that we're from, right? The whole point is just that you're not from here. And so you do end up playing pretty close to home and you don't change anything about your life um, in order to be an alien in it. Um, you know, there's like this vague sort of undercover concept that you're mm-hmm. that you're on Earth and you're you're pretending to be a human or whatever but i it's um you don't have to change anything about your life or do anything different behaviorally i would say in order to be a visitor on this planet or to think of yourself as a visitor on the planet 
And a thing that, like, there was a moment in one of your messages, I want to say it was maybe the second message that -hmm. you sent, one of the early messages that, like, really made that click for me, and then it was my second message. Like, I was thinking it through, and I realized I could just say that I work at my job. I was like, that's that's a detail I could just say. Like, I I could just (laughs) do that, because, like, it was very specifically... The reason that I was thinking of that was literally, like, I was putting together a spreadsheet at work, and <laughs> yeah. I was color-coding things, and I had color-coded, you know, uh, green means green means yeah. it's good to go, red means it, that, it, that, that its progress has stopped on it. And I was like, huh, that's super weird. <laughs> it, is, it is very funny. Um, when I think about tourists and... Um, and visiting places and people often want to have like an authentic experience, right? Even people who are completely tourists don't want to do the touristy things. No, like, no, no, never. I really, really want to go. I want to go where the locals go and I want to whatever. And, um, and so the idea that the two of us would be tourists on earth and yet like I would decide to be like a graduate student with like four roommates in this <laughs> tiny town. <laughs> and I, and I and, got an office job. <laughs> Because you're like, no, I want the authentic human experience, no, and that means a lot of spreadsheets. Yeah, that's that's what that's what it's all about. It, it was it was wonder. It was really very good, and uh, I yeah, I just I, I'm excited to go back and re-listen to your messages because they were all wonderful and like trying to pinpoint specific moments rather as opposed to just like a very kind of gradual yeah. sort of. It was nice. It was just very nice from top to bottom. Because a nice, a very nice experience. I'm glad. That's that's all I want, man. Like, if I think if people use this to get more in touch, I, like all I care about is people being more in touch with their real experience of life, um, yeah. and to just be more conscious and aware. And if that includes really painful and difficult things you're experiencing day to day, I that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. That could be really beautiful as well. But I think both of us really had this shared sense that like we want this to be kind of nice and kind of yeah. cute. Yeah. Are For we, sure. Are we going to listen to the recordings right now? We can. I, oh, no, a genuine question. You can cut this oh. out. I can't remember if that was part of the process or not. Uh, I, 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 we haven't discussed it, it. It wasn't, but we can't. <laughs> like, it wasn't, but we can't. Like, that was a, very, it was a completely genuine, like, we can right now if we want to. No, that's okay. I'm, okay. I'm good with just reflecting on that. I kind of felt, I feel, I feel the same. I'm perfectly fine. Do we, do we, I think we should go, I would like to go through the four questions in the book, though. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is one thing you appreciate about your fellow player? Oh, um, I appreciate that you clearly wanted your messages to be entertaining. And I know that that is either that that may just be unintentional because that's that's just you. Um, or it may be because these are for a podcast, which has an audience. Um, but I, yeah, I really felt like they were meant to be entertaining for me. And uh, I I really love correspondence. I have mm-hmm. a couple of small number of people who I have like ongoing, really lengthy email correspondences with. I have a lot of physical pen pals. I just have a lot of faraway friends, which is literally why I made this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, correspondence with everyone is really different, and um, it can be a way to kind of like get stuff out or like or open up or whatever. And the fact that you really. Uh, took it as an opportunity to entertain me um, was, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. And the truth is, um, I will, I will say this, uh, mm-hmm. it a hundred percent was not 
because it was for a podcast. It was literally Aww. just like I want to make my fr- I want to make my friend Alex smile. Like I want to <laughs> I want to make a thing that will make you smile. Oh, hooray! Mission accomplished. All right, we did it. <laughs> I I really appreciated. I really appreciate that you like talked through not just like the experience, but like you really took time to like talk through both the experience, like your thoughts around it, as well as like what was in my previous messages. Like there was a a thoughtfulness there and like a very kind of, uh, what's the word? An intention there that I really like appreciated as I was listening. Like there were, very wonderful kind of like, oh, if, you, if you're thinking about this, like, this is a great follow-up to that, that like, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, it, it, it's really nice. It really kind of hit home that like, you weren't just coming in with a set series of talking points. Like, you were like, that's, this is, this is, this is a response to your message. And like, that level of like, attention and thoughtfulness was like, it, it really elevated my play experience. Nice. Thank you. Thanks for saying so. Of course. What concerns came up for you during play and were they resolved? Um, oh, well, we ended up doing this over much longer than six days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was interesting. And I think that has a lot to do with what we were saying, where, like, I couldn't just pick up my phone and, and record yeah. something. I would kind of have to, like, actually take some time and make it sound nice. Um, so, but yeah, then we just ended up, like, shifting our debrief and it was fine for yeah. me. How about you? Uh, the one concern that I had was, uh, for obvious reasons, like, I haven't been doing a lot. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. inside, I'm inside with, with, with my wife and my cat. And so, like, we are, like, like, what, like, my realm of activity has been fairly small. Mm-hmm. And I was worried, I was like, am I just gonna say, like, am I gonna talk again about, like, being on the couch? But, like... I think really, like, as we kind of got into it, once, like, I kind of got my my sea legs, so to speak, I kind mm-hmm. of realized, I really started to be like, oh, yeah, there's, but, like, you know, my day might follow a very set rhythm of, like, not, like, going many places or, like, not, like, sightseeing, for lack of mm-hmm. a better way to describe it. Yeah. But I almost think that, like, it made a better game that they were much, like, smaller moments. You know what I mean? I I do, and I thought about that um, because I wrote this game back in December in a different time, in a different Mm -hmm. world. Um, And I, uh, yeah, and then um, it, you know, just kind of got revised a few times and I I had a friend help me with the layout and and I kind of almost forgot about it and didn't end up releasing it until March. And I kind of hesitated with it because I thought, is... Yeah, I, I don't know if there's going to be as much um, to play with because people are having, for the most part, um, much more kind of limited experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are uh, doing the right thing and not going all over the place. And, yeah. uh, you know, except for really important, urgent things. And so um, our worlds are a little bit smaller in certain ways or our, our lives are simpler, in, in, again, for some people. Um, yeah. But in a way, it all... There is there is that that kind of takes away, but I think at the same time it makes it all the more rewarding to have to pay it uh-huh. really really close attention to your yeah. experience because it can seem really samey and because it can seem like every day is the same or um, or or that your world is very small when 
even if your world is smaller, it's still very, very rich. You're still having yeah. a full human experience. It's still um, on Earth, which is yes. a fascinating, strange place. <laughs> yes, that's right. You're still in this in this wild, unbelievable, wacky place called Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I felt I felt really good. I felt really good about like finding or ne- like one like the flow the play kind of naturally pushed me to like find these little things. Honestly, like like we were saying about like really playing the game for the entire length that you're playing the game as opposed to just like when you're on the phone is like yeah yeah I was noticing those little things and those are things that I absolutely wouldn't have noticed had I not been consciously like I should think about a thing I should think about noticing a thing. Right, right. Cool. It was cool. that kind of active attention, which I think was really beautiful. Mm. Yay. What is something that surprised you about playing? Hmm. Let me think about that. Does anything jump out for you? I. It's something that definitely, like, something that surprised me about playing was I. And it kind of ties back into the concerns that I had that were addressed is like. I I went into the game thinking that I was going to be kind of reflecting on human interaction, like that, that was going to be kind mm-hmm. of the focal point. And then I kind of like once as we were kind of getting into it, I was surprised at like how much stuff there was to to get into that wasn't that. Like that was kind of for mm-hmm. me like thinking about the the idea of the game, the premise of the game. I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm definitely going to spend a lot of time thinking about like how weird human interaction is but then like as we kind of got into it i was like oh yeah but then there's also this other thing that like is a completely natural process that is absolutely bizarre to me (laughs) yeah i um i ended up thinking about um the fact that this game takes place on earth but it also takes place during the anthropocene um Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I think this comes through in my messages that I'm often struggling with thinking about Earth and thinking about people and like equating those two, mm-hmm. um, and that is not uh, a set of thoughts I expected to have or like a set of I don't know it's not exactly like a problem or a concern or like a conflict but um, it's a theme that I did mm-hmm. not think would emerge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I and it's funny like to yeah I, I it's. Yeah, I definitely picked up on that. I, I got, I picked up on that concern as you, as I was listening. Like I got, I, mm-hmm. I, I felt that, I felt those thoughts very clearly. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very funny that like thinking it through and hearing your things, I realized one of the reasons that, uh, something that surprised me was along the same lines of thinking with people would be a p- larger presence was just because like, I think I, I think it hit me. It surprised me that. Or, like, I guess maybe it was that I noticed something that I never realized is that, like, I live in a city. Hmm. And so, like, I would be describing a thing and I'd be like, hmm, I wonder if this makes sense. Because, like, with the the, the last message where I was talking about all the noises, I was like, huh, these are, like, if you are in a different spot, like, Alex is probably hearing an entirely different set of noises. Yes. Oh my gosh. I really, because I really, really had been thinking about birdsong that mm-hmm. day. And, um, and I was thinking, wow, is, is birdsong really the thing that I'm going to miss most? I mean, I do love it. And I do really like, you know, whenever I can notice it, it, it means a lot to me. But, and <laughs> so it was very, very funny that, um, 
that for you, like hearing birds is like this one tiny little thing of your sort of sonic mm-hmm. soundscape. Because yeah, I, I live in a house that's like, um, you know, around lots of natural things and uh, not around as many human made things. And, uh, and most of the sounds that I hear are, are um, maybe a little bit of other people. But yeah, I don't, I don't live in like a dense urban area. Um, so I don't hear those sounds as much. And so um, that, that just that mm-hmm. was like that was a fascinating experience for me to go like oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, the the enormity of it all hit me in a really particular way. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. What is a fond memory you have of playing the game? I mean, I think I think getting the first message uh, was really nice. I really, um, I really had kind of wanted to like. Uh, Okay, wait, just cut all that out. Let me think about okay. that. <laughs> I, think I, I think I have mine. Okay, well, you go first then. Yes. Um, mine actually literally happened about 40 minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, which was that you sent me a last message like earlier today, like this morning or like sometime today. But I had been like particularly busy. I had it all my fantasy children recording moments mm-hmm. before like this. It wrapped at like 6.50. <laughs> It, it is it is hot and humid, so I ran into the bedroom where the air conditioner is, stood against the air conditioner for probably close to 10 minutes, ran back here, sat down, and was like, all right, time to recoup. Oh, no. And, like, I, I had this very clear visual mm-hmm. that, like... It, like listening to your message was, was wonderful and, like, I like was lovely on its own, but there was also this visual that, like was entirely like unrelated to anything, but like all I could picture in my head was trying to listen to that message as I run for like an earth transport (laughs) that I am running late for and being like, I got to have to listen to this. (laughs) I mean, like I have to finish this. Like I can't send Alex the recording links. I can't be done with this experience until I hear Alex's words. And so that kind of, there was that, there was a tension there of like, of like, I got to, I, I got, I have to finish the game. Like I got it. I have to be on time for this thing, but I have to finish the game honestly. Yeah. And like, I, that was like, it, it, it amplified things in the way that like sometimes that little touch of stress does, right? Like it just, it made it a yeah. little bit more like, I was like, this is probably not the context that I'm expected to listen to this message in, but it's also kind of adding something to it. Cause it was also that kind of thing of like being in the game until the literal last possible second. Yeah. 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 And like, um, when, when are you in the game and when are you playing the game? Right. It, because it's not really the entire time. I wasn't thinking about the game every second of every yeah. day, but then I would sort of like drift into playing the game and out right. of it. Um, and I think often when we think about role-playing games, um, you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts about like opening and closing that people like talk about like to talk about the magic circle and ritual, mm-hmm. you know, play as a ritual and ritual has certain definitions, but um, it, it's, it was fun to be able to slide in and out of play and kind of closer to play and further away from it. And, you know, this isn't the only pervasive game in the world. Lots of people are, are messing with this and messing with yeah. this boundary, but, um, but to be able to like slide over into play, especially if I'm around other people, right. Or if I'm like, just looking at some flowers or whatever. And, and I'm like, now I'm an alien. Now I'm yeah. not again. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> that, that is really nice. And I, um, I think, I think I, I talk about this pretty directly in one of my messages, but I, um, 
you know, walked in the door yesterday and my roommates were eating tacos and they were like, hey, come have a taco. And I was like, yes, this is mm-hmm. amazing. But also I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this later. This is going in my message because this is, this this is, is real moment. special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which brings up a very particular like challenge that I had in play that I, mm-hmm. I consciously, it was a very specific thing that I consciously pushed against, which was, uh, I, I, once I, like, I was thinking through, like, what we were talking about, I was thinking through, you know, I was like, what am I going to talk about? And I was like, I made a very specific decision. I was like, I, the one part of my daily life, which I am fully excising from this, which I am fully, like, eliminating, is, like, anything content creation or, like, artistic work related. Which is to say, like, I like my characters not going to be making podcasts or games or anything like that. Because I was like, I was like, I want to, I consciously want to focus on stuff that's not that. And Mm. I I think it's, it it almost felt, because I was definitely thinking about it. And I realized it almost felt too easy. Too easy to be like, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do a podcast. It felt like, it felt more challenging to be like, this, like, uh, this character wouldn't do this. I like this. Like I talk enough about that part of my life in other circles. Like this is mm. this. The alien does not have this part of their life. It yes. simply is not there. Yeah, and and that's something that isn't explicit in the text. But you're you're really right that you can make decisions about where you want to focus your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that also means like making decisions about what you're not going to. Like I'm not going to focus on this because it's a big enough part of my life already. Yeah. And, you know, and I said earlier that, like, I think having a more conscious awareness and presence with all aspects of your experience mm-hmm. are, are really impo- is really important. But also, I deliberately didn't put negative things in any of the prompts. I mean, I think disappointment is about as harsh as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't add a lot of sadness or heaviness or whatever um, anywhere, really, in the text. It doesn't really have the suggestion of that. And that's not because I don't think you need... You don't need to also be like fully present and aware um, and like have those experiences that are painful or sad or or angry or whatever. But it's just it it's easier. We're already hyper focusing yeah. on negative things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. We hyper focus on on perceived threats and um and failures and whatever. Like I think that's that's really easy. So there's just kind of no need for me to draw your attention to to those aspects of your experience. I would rather that you take something that um, that you take for granted or something yeah. that is just kind of interesting or, or whatever. Which I think was probably like, I, I very, I keyed into that and it was probably one of my favorite parts of play. It was like keying into a real focus, not on like, it would have been easy to either approach this in sort of the, 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 uh, the sort of outsider comedy fish out of water way of like, yeah. this thing is, this thing is silly. Humans are, <laughs> humans are goofy. Like, yeah. in a kind of like almost mocking way. Like it would have been easy to go that route. And I think where the game succeeds and where we succeeded and where I'm really happy with like where we went was like, it didn't go that route. And it would have just been as easy to be like, uh, I guess I would describe it as maudlin, uh, Ron Serling <laughs> sci-fi of like, oh, uh, look at look at what look at look at this thing and the humans ha- like it would have been easy yeah. to like hit either of those tones yeah. but i think where the game really succeeds and we're like we really like where i loved where our play went was like we we didn't go that route yeah 
Yeah, and that was just that's just a particular page we were both on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that was kind of nice. I like that. I was happy about that cuz that, that that was that was I I wanted to be on that page. I'm glad we both mm-hmm. keyed into it. Cool. Good. Anything else you want to talk about? Not really. I mean, yeah, just just thank you so much for playing. Oh, thank you. This was wonderful. Like what a wonderful experience. Yeah, I had a really good time and uh What a great week. <laughs> What a lovely set of little interlocking experiences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we wrap, where can people find our time on Earth online? Uh, if you go to itch.io slash helloalexroberts, uh, you can find it there. And um, it should also be up at some point on helloalexroberts.com. Uh, or if you are a patron of a certain level of above or above on my Patreon, um, you would have already gotten it a long time ago. So if you haven't uh, and you're not, um, totally join me there, patreon.com slash helloalexroberts. You'll get games like this and lots of other fun things I'm working on and little updates and... Uh, uh, lots more <laughs> delightful observations about my life and my experience. Ah, I love it. I, I, I can't recommend this game enough. It really like brightened my whole week. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for playing this game with me. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, Pass Me. And thanks again to Alex for coming on the show. That game was wonderful. It was everything I wanted it to be. I was so happy to have gotten to play it and to get to play it in real time. It just was... It was beautiful and fun, and it just brightened a whole week. It was perfect. You can find more information about our time on Earth at helloalexroberts.itch.io, or you can check the show notes, and be sure to follow Alex on Twitter at MuscularPikachu. Then... Follow us on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash merch. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, so giving us a social media shout out, reviewing the show on Stitcher or Podchaser. There are also other services, but those are the three services that give me an email boost and like it brightens my day. Um, or just telling a friend about the show because all of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Uh, you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, get early access to episodes, and help run the show and games and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcasts that I produce every single week, All My Fantasy Children. AMFC is a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network where my best friend, Aaron Catano Size and I take a listener-submitted prompt every week. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising your rates, press coverage, or coming on the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And with that, I'm pretty sure that's all I got for you. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on, everybody.